0: Welcome to Fortune's Wheelhouse, a podcast about esoterics and the tarot. I'm Susie Chang, and my co-host is Mel Moline. We're going on a journey through the symbolic imagery of each of the 78 tarot cards. If you use a Rider-Waite-Smith deck, or a Thoth deck, or Mel's own Tabula Mundi deck, you've come to the right place. We love making this podcast and we hope you love listening to it. But you should also know that Fortune's Wheelhouse is more than the sound of our voices. We have a home on the web at www.patreon.com fortune's wheelhouse, and we'd love for you to come and visit us. There you can experience the other part of this conversation where we provide written articles and explanations for even the most obscure concepts you'll hear on the show. And if you sign up to be our patron at even the $1 level, all of that will be at your fingertips and if you become a patron at the $3 level or higher you'll get a chance to win our giveaways like Corin who won last week's giveaway congratulations Corin this time we're talking about the 3 of cups lord of abundance this delightful card is associated with mercury's rulership of the second decan of cancer and since in our particular dialect of tarot speak Mercury corresponds to the Magician or Magus, and Cancer corresponds to the Chariot. This week's winner will get to choose a Fortune's Wheelhouse t-shirt featuring either the Magus or the Chariot. Your choice. And both of those images come from Mel's spectacular Tabula Mundi deck. Below the image, each one reads, Hero of the Astral Plane, because that, of course, is what you are. And that phrase, Hero of the Astral Plane, is written in English on the Chariot Tee, and in, uh, sound waves on the Magus T, because that is just how nerdtastic we are here. You can find out more and sign up for the drawing at our site, www.patreon.com slash fortuneswheelhouse. And if you like, you can check out the Facebook page where Fortunes Wheelhouse listeners are even now geeking out to their heart's content. It's called Fortune's Wheelhouse Academy. It's moderated by Darren and fellow astral superheroes Naya and Maria. It is a quote-unquote unofficial Facebook group, but I do hang out there and occasionally post. Not Mel, though. She's too smart to be on Facebook. Anyway, if you're sick of trying to talk to your family about esoteric tarot, or if they're sick of you talking about esoteric tarot, and believe me, I know what that's like, it's a good place to find your tribe and hang out. And now, here's this week's episode. There's only one. Okay, welcome to the Three of Cups, the Lord of Abundance. Everybody loves this card. I can't think of anybody who's sorry to see this card when it comes up. It is called uh, the Lord of Abundance. I guess that probably has to do with Mercury. Uh, Mercury who brings us good things. Mercury in Cancer. We are talking about the second decan of Cancer. So the middle decan is always a point of strong expression yeah, for the sign. of the sign. yeah. So in the in the cycle that we were talking about before, two, three, and four of cups, we, we go from Venus to Mercury to Moon, in terms of the rulership of the Deccans. And uh, And to recapitulate, we were saying that those are different expressions of the nature of the chariot. We have the attraction and connection of Venus, followed by the fertility and quickening of Mercury. Followed by the gestation, uh, of the, of the moon.
1: Yeah. That whole cycle two, three and four we were talking about in terms of specifically a metaphor for the process of preconception, conception, gestation and birth. Um, and it's very evident in all. All of the two, three, and four cycle, but especially this one. So you could, you could kind of see all two, threes and fours as being a birth process just because the twos and the threes, if you go into the Kabbalah, you've got the father, Chokmah, and the mother, Binah. Then the next one, the four is the first below the abyss a first manifestation so sort of like a, a childlike yeah. issuance
0: yeah it's not tiferet it's, it's chesed but it's still but the, it's, it represents yeah it's everything the first
1: below. birth of something below the supernal triangle right it's interesting we talked about this a little bit but the chariot is the hebrew letter ket fence or enclosure it's one form of enclosure it's the chariot's association with the, the ark or the grail. Then we have the magus whose letter bet means house, which is another form of enclosure. And then we have it in the sephira of Binah, which we talk about the two points. Becoming a third, with a third point becoming a triangle. And again, that's the first form of enclosure. So you have three really similar, um, symbols combined here, all protecting something.
0: Yes, which I think makes the image that Austin uses in 36 Faces of the Walled Garden a particularly Mm -hmm. resonant one. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I think that. There's something about this card that picks up on the idea of the chariot as a conveyance, because Mercury is, goes places.
1: Yeah, a vehicle. You know?
0: Yeah, there's something about being on the move with this card, despite the safety of the walled garden.
1: Yeah, and it's also the yeah. just the idea of the vehicle of the soul, of mm-hmm. the body, the mm-hmm. house of the spirit. Which is a part of both the magus and the chariot. Yeah,
0: yeah. They, we think of um, the magus or Mercury or the magician as a psychopomp who travels between realms. And uh, in fact, this reminds me a great deal of Merkaba mysticism, which is associated with the chariot, right? Yeah, right this idea right. that you travel internally between the higher and the lower to seek the divine. Which seems very far somehow from like the sort of like cornucopia Thanksgiving picture that we see on the writer Wade Smith. <laughs> it also reminds me, I'm trying to bring this back a little bit to what you were saying, which I like so much about all the cups being in some way related to the hanged man. Um, yeah. And if you think about that idea of the hanged man as being
1: a, a sort of sacrifice, there is some association with sacrifice and death. And here we have that little hint of death and in Mercury being the guide of the souls of the dead,
0: a psychopomp figure. Mm -hmm. And also the idea that, you know, if you think of the hanged man as Odin on the tree, what did he want? He wanted knowledge of magic, you know, which is associated with magician as well.
1: And yeah, he's a mercurial figure too, Odin. Right. When I mentioned, you know, the idea of, be not as a triangle or a portal, you do see the triangular symbols in all of these cards. Yeah. I think it's Libra Theta that said something like that the triangle is a portal that can issue a child and it's stable enough to be resistant to abortion. It's like something really wow. set into the soul, set into the body or the... the- mm-hmm. The quickening period.
0: And uh, if you look at all three Three of Cups, the formation is always like the supernals. Keter, Bina, Chokmah. Yeah, uh, upright
1: upright triangle. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Although, again, with the associated majors, uh, we have the magician going from Keter to Bina and the chariot going from Bina to Gevura. So, again, centered on Bina. So this is... uh, July 2nd through July 12th. In- oh, and this Deccan has the exaltation
1: of Jupiter, which is another uh-huh. reason for the bounty and good fortune
0: that this card represents. What degree is it? Do you have 15 to know? degrees? 15 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. So right in the center. And, uh, so that's summer for us here in the Northern Hemisphere and, uh, early winter for those in the, Southern Hemisphere. I always associate this time of year as when the insects come out,
1: <laughs> <laughs> which is mercur- well, a, bit it's mercurial. a lot of abundance of, <laughs> in- of insects where we live. Yeah, sure. it's
0: the mosquitoes and the black flies and the deer flies. This is when they're all excited to come out at dawn and dusk during this time of year. It's why when you go to 4th uh, of July fireworks. It's always associated to me with the taste of watermelon and deet. <laughs> the images associated with this Deccan, we always look at the Picatrix and Agrippa, although there are certainly other mm-hmm. Deccan sources we should probably just mention. The Jataka, which is in the Indian Vedic tradition. I think um, the uh, Liber
1: Hermetus is also... An Mm -hmm. interesting one in terms of this Deccan says the um, the body of a vulture with the face of Isis, which I thought Ah. was really interesting. You know, the vulture, there's several vulture goddesses, all of which are associated with motherhood and conception in some shape or
0: form, as well as with death. As with death. So sort of Saturn and Venus together in Binah. Yeah. And then and with Isis, there brings in that quality of the magician as well patron goddess of magic. Yeah, they said, uh,
1: I think Ma'ut or Maut, Mut, however you pronounce that, Egyptian goddess's name, her attribute was that she could conceive with uh, on her own.
0: Right, so Parthenogenesis. Yes. From the Picatrix, we have a, a woman with a beautiful face, and on her head she has a crown of green myrtle. And in her hand is a stem of the water lily, and she is singing songs of love and joy. So we have a lot of familiar imagery in here. Um And in Agrippa, we have a man clothed in comely apparel, or a man and woman sitting at the table and playing. And in the cardomantic history, I did see one reference to the three of hearts as entertainment. So the idea of leisure and um, and you know there's there's the presence of Mercury in the playing of games. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. There's a uh, in the in fact in the the Orphic hymn to Hermes. There's a epithet for him, Gymnasin hoschaires, the uh, the the one who delights in gymnastics, <laughs> 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 which is both like the physical gymnastics and yeah. games, but also the twistiness of the mind. Yep.
1: <laughs> you do see some dancing going on in the Rider-Waite Smith card for sure, for sure. Which seems like game, celebration, enjoyment.
0: Mhm. Yeah, and I think it, the presence of Mercury puts the emphasis on communication, on this being a very a card where things are shared and traded and exchanged and spoken of, which is all something that you would expect to have happen in a festive gathering. It's interesting to think about this in comparison, say, to just sort of running through the other Mercury cards in my head, like the Ten of Disks, which is more of an his emphasis on commerce, and the uh, Five of Disks, or worry, which is, I don't know, what aspect of Mercury that
1: is, other than the mind's fixation on material things. And yeah, less.
0: and um, the Six of Swords as reason, as the ability to cogitate and intellectualize. I'm missing one. Uh, Sagitt- Eight of Wands. Eight of Wands? Yes. Yeah, Eight of Wands yep. also, which is for his speed and swiftness and traveling properties. So here we have his emphasis on on speech and communication but also I think on his ability to manifest things yeah. with the 3 mm-hmm. right and as a soul guide yeah yeah the bringing of the you know something that you were saying earlier about the you know the the new life gaining stability and strength there's like the bringing the soul into the body
1: yeah yeah Bringing the soul into the body and also guiding the soul once it's departed from the body, which kind of brings in a little bit of the Saturnine mm-hmm. influence
0: of the underworld. Right. The Demeter Persephone stuff that we'll be talking about with yep. the Thoth. Yeah. Uh, I, I almost want to say something about Bina as understanding, you know, with the magician. I don't know what I yeah, want to say about that, but it kind of makes sense, right mm-hmm. there's that maybe in this card there's a there's a grasping with the mind taking hold of an idea and developing it yeah i don't I don't really know what to say about Bina in Bria you know I'm not sure where I
1: read this. maybe it was thirty six faces, but maybe not um that this card had an association with Hercules, which- really mm-hmm. cool. Makes very little sense on the surface of it, but the name Hercules, Hera, Cleos, Hera's glory, Hera's glory is it? Is it from
0: yeah, Austin's you're right. book? You get yeah. It. Okay. Yeah. I thought
1: I, I thought that's where I'd read that, and I thought that was really interesting about just Hera, the queen of the gods,
0: having a, a mention here. Mm-hmm. The light and dark faces of the moon, the the mother guiding the hero's journey she gave hercules
1: a lot of trouble and a, and a lot of challenges but also some gifts as well and you know the this card seems so positive but what crowley said about the card is that you know the good things in life should be enjoyed but not trusted yeah so there is that undercurrent of the whole buddhist theme of not clinging to good things and Maybe that speaks a little bit to Hera and both her gifts and challenges. (laughs)
0: Yes, I think that's true. I mean the role of the mother in Bina and Saturn, I think, you know, is the dark mother, yeah. Is the formative, you know, that's the limits and the walls which keep you safe but also limit you. So, you know, I was reading a parenting book the other day um that likened the mother to the swimming pool where it protects you from drowning. (laughs) But also, when the child grows to a certain age, they push off the edge of the pool and head out for open waters. And that experience of being a parent and being pushed away is part of your job, you know, to be pushed away. And I think that's maybe something of what we're seeing here. Okay, so shall we look specifically at weight, for starters? Sure. We have the three women celebrating, dancing together. Um, Raising a toast. hmm And the bounty of the harvest
1: all around them. This um, image reminds me of, I think it was the Picatrix one with the crowns of uh, flowers or whatever it mentioned.
0: Green the- Myrtle. Green yes. Myrtle, yeah. Yes. Myrtle is a Venus, isn't it? I think. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. But I, think yeah. so. I think it is. Yeah. yeah
1: and they seem to have all be wearing kind of well ones in white but har- it looks harvest colors right you know, the reds and oranges of the
0: other two's tunics uh wait said that described as as maidens pledging one another but i also think that you could think of the three of cups as having to do with the threefold nature of women uh the maiden, maiden mother, mother crone.
1: crone yeah that whole cycle of growth and decay right that archetype
0: Right. I think that's in there somewhere. The virgin, the mother, and the old woman. That's right. And also I've heard it compared to the three graces. Mm -hmm. It's another way of looking at it.
1: And the three fates that spun the the thread of life and determine the length of an individual's right. existence. Right. So there's a lot of birth and death, you know, one one spun the thread, one measured the thread and, and one, one cut it. the thread. Yes. So again there's that whole life and death and birth and death always they seem to be intertwined.
0: That's true. That's true. Yes, and and you know this repetition of 3 throughout the card um Seems to have something to do with it. Do you know that. what
1: one of them is holding behind her back, kind of there? Oh. I can't really tell. I mean, obviously, it looks like either grapes fruit or, or fruit. Wheat or, I yeah. Know, I can't really tell, but.
0: It does look like vegetation of some sort.
1: Right. If it was grapes, you, it would make you think of Dionysus.
0: It certainly would. And there's something about this card that makes me think of him anyway
1: yeah totally the the celebratory revels yeah
0: the toasting and the dancing the dancing the ecstatic Mm -hmm. kind of nature of the card and what's kind of interesting is that if you kind of look at the magician and the chariot and the three of cups together it's interesting that you know, the magician has one arm raised and one arm lowered. In this card, they're all raised. And in the chariot, they're both lowered. So I don't know. There's something about them, maybe some kind of connection to as above, so below, uh, or manifestation or something like that. I'm not sure. I haven't fully fleshed it out. And I'm sorry, that's a bit of fuzzy tarot. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite all
1: right. <laughs> the colors of the tunics, too, the, the red, yellow, and white... It makes me think a little bit about the paths of the majors, the the sephirot mm-hmm. sephirot that we're talking about here. So the the red of Geburah and of Binah actually, and mm-hmm. you know the white of Keter. So because we have the Chariot's path from Geburah to Binah, and mm-hmm. the Magus's path from Binah to Keter. Yeah, yeah, and the yellow is a is a color of one of the colors of Mercury, the Magus.
0: The, uh, what do you call it? All of the fruits and vegetables that surround them are like a reference to the walled garden.
1: Yeah, the fruits Mm -hmm. and flowers of the earth. You know, flowers are a very, uh, fertility symbol in general, the being the kind of the sexual organs of plants and the fruits being what the flower matures into.
0: And you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the fact that, like, an egg enclosing a chick, like the, the, the yolk provides its nutrition. It's all it all the food's in there, yeah. you know, for yeah. that period while a, it's developing. It's like a walled garden in itself. Exactly. exactly. And all of these fruits,
1: they're all containing seeds that then grow into new
0: fruits eventually. Right. Right. That's absolutely right. Those metaphors of fertility, if you take those two and combine them, you know, the chariot holds the grail, the magician holds the secret seed, you put them together. I think what they all have in common
1: is that they're a container. Mm-hmm. You know, the egg's the container for the yolk, the grail is a type of container, the chariot's a container, the walled garden is a container. mm mm-hmm.
0: um, a fruit contains the seeds you know right and again with that sort of threefold aspect of womanhood if you are pregnant with a daughter you hold your grandchildren your granddaughter inside you because you have all the eggs and all her eggs are formed all the generations to come right you are you know it's all inside you at once like a nested doll (laughs) exactly (laughs) that's
1: right yeah it's a fairly straightforward card. It's the pretty straightforward. On. There
0: I, ain't much. I, I don't see. There's not a lot of hidden symbols there. Yeah. It's all right out in the open. I mean, the cabalistic imagery is pretty, pretty evident. There's
1: something about the three women, too, like reminds me of the muses.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. With, their, with yeah, all yeah. their
1: creative gifts.
0: Yeah. And that's sort of a three thing in a sense because it's the nine. Nine is a three times three. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting just to consider that, just to remind people that there's Kabbalistic references in the Magician and the Chariot as well in Rider-Waite-Smith. Um, you can see with the Magician, his, his gesture mm-hmm. uh, is one, one that traces, yep. traces his path from Keter to Binah. And in the, um, the Chariot, which goes from Binah to Givura, the Starry Canopy is a reference to Binah as well. Just something to keep in mind. And then, of course, we have the 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 three cups of the three supernals in three of cups. All right, so onwards to the pomegranates of the Thoth deck. Uh, he said uh, he called this card the spiritual basis of fertility. Uh, mercury being the will or word of the All Father.
1: Right. It, that, I think we kind of mentioned that the word descending on the waters idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely uh, implied in here. And uh, so the the cups are made, he says, made of pomegranates. Um, I guess I, I can see that. I always thought it was like as if pomegranate seeds were stacked on each other, but I guess you can see them as pomegranates themselves.
1: It looks like pomegranate seeds to me. Yeah, doesn't or, it? Or even grapes, which brings in the... I think I read somewhere that the red in this card, which makes me think of Binah, which in the king scale is crimson colored, crimson red. But yeah. also, uh, there is a reference to the blood of Dionysus.
0: Oh, that makes sense.
1: So when we think about the pomegranate, it's quite obvious that it brings in the whole story of Demeter and Persephone, that whole mythology around. Persephone's descent into the underworld and eating the pomegranate seed that rec- made her be required to spend half of each year mm-hmm. below and uh, the other half of the year above ground during which point the earth either flourished
0: or didn't. Right. And that idea of food of the pomegranate is something that nourishes you, but it's a limiting contract as well, like Saturn. Yeah.
1: Oh, that reminds me while we were sitting here. Oh yeah. I picked up your uh dictionary of symbols mm-hmm. just to um browse and looked at the entry for pomegranates and this was a really interesting thing. It says although the hierophants, the priests of Demeter were crowned with pomegranate branches during the great mysteries, the pomegranate itself The sacred fruit which had doomed Persephone was strictly forbidden to initiates because as a fertility symbol,
0: it contains the power of drawing souls down into the flesh. Right. And then there's that quote from Crowley, which you mentioned before, that the good things in life, although enjoyed, should be distrusted.
1: Yeah, it's a very Buddhist concept. You can enjoy things, but if you cling to them, there's going to be suffering that comes from that clinging
0: because all things pass away. And also that figure of the pomegranate is interesting because the fruit itself has this protective core around many seeds. And then the seed itself has a protective bubble around the seed within. So again, that sort of nesting doll, mother and daughter. Yeah, that idea of of
1: so many, so many multiple seeds, each one a juicy little jewel, Mm -hmm. all clustered together, it kind of just implies fertility and fecundity and multiplication.
0: Yeah, the idea that we're born with all the eggs we're ever going to have. Right. Right.
1: Also in the card, you note that the cups are overflowing, Mm -hmm. just like we saw in the two. So it's another example of the the energy really flowing and things being abundant. Mm -hmm. We've got eight golden lotuses, eight bringing in the mercury element. Um As well as the golden yellow color, yeah, and something I read that was interesting about Mercury he relayed in the in the story of Demeter and Persephone, he related a message to Zeus about Persephone's abduction, and he was the one that carried Persephone back um above ground in his chariot. Oh, is that so true? So that brings in the chariot. Well, it's I read that story mm-hmm. about that in, um, I think it was the Thoth Companion, Snuffin.
0: Yeah, yeah. There definitely was a collaboration between Hermes and Demeter, because who else would you ask to find something for you?
1: <laughs> yeah, and that idea of not trusting, you know, not putting too much trust in, in good things, brings to mind Demeter in her mourning phase, you know, that that period where her daughter is below
0: ground. Right. So we have uh, on the Thoth card, the glyphs are once again sort of at the top and at the bottom instead of, as we saw in the Two of Cups, sort of counterposed uh, up in the sky across from each other. And that, again, also reminds me of Mercury psychopomp, the mm-hmm. idea of going from high to low and back again. Yeah, you would expect there to be all kinds of journeys with this card. And it's interesting that, to me, that they are, I don't know, they're specifically the journeys that women take somehow through life. It's a beautiful card. It really is. The water that's coming
1: out of the cups, they're all divided into threes as well. You've got, you know, a lot So
0: of- three to nine kind of a yeah. thing. Yeah,
1: yep. Mm-hmm. Three being Bina, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of ripples in the water as well.
0: And nine, of course, being a number of the moon in terms of the Sephira Yasod. Right. And the moon kind of brings
1: back the feminine, you know, Mm -hmm. the the maiden mother
0: crone, the light and dark and full phase of the moon. Mm Mm-hmm. And lest we forget, that's uh, the moon's particularly important because we're in Cancer Cancer, ruled by the moon. Uh, Onward to Tabula Mundi. So
1: in this card, speaking of the moon, we do see three of the four moon phases, and they're the three uh, phases that have light in them. So the full phase and the the two half phases. All that's missing is the dark, the dark phase, because that's implied, but Yeah. yeah, not there. Each of these cups has a hand rising from the cup and that's directly from the Magus card. If you look at the Magus card in the deck, the, he's got the implements on the the turntable um, set mm-hmm. up there, and one of which is a cup with a arm rising out of it, holding a sword. So in this card, the uh, hands rise up, and each of them offers a, a symbol of abundance. Um, one has the pomegranate, and bringing in the Demeter... Um, Persephone's story. One has the wheat uh, bringing in just the idea of fecundity and abundance mm-hmm. of the goddess. And then the uppermost one has the golden
0: apple. Is that the Which, golden apples of Eris kind it, of it's, thing? It's,
1: it's the golden apple of many, many mythologies. But mm-hmm. the golden apple of Eris specifically, that's the story where Eris wasn't invited to the wedding feast and never so she, a good idea. <laughs> she threw the apple of discord, um, down as a prize for the most beautiful of the goddesses that were there. So there were, there was, uh, I think it was Hera and, uh, Aphrodite and Athena. Athena. Yeah. And Paris had to be the judge because Zeus wasn't touching it. <laughs> Zeus said, no thanks. Paris, you decide. <laughs> um, and so they had a little beauty contest and clothed wasn't good enough. So they had to remove all their clothing and be judged naked. And, um, Aphrodite won
0: because, because
1: of her, she was, more willing to express her sexuality. She made a deal. She told... Right, they each offered a prize. I think Hera offered him a kingship. Athena offered him uh, wisdom and prowess in war. He's like,
0: screw that. And
1: Aphrodite (laughs) offered him the most beautiful woman in the world, Helen. And he took her up on that offer, and it's what started the Trojan War. Exactly. So, again, there's that... (laughs) theme of enjoy your beautiful things but don't completely trust them
0: that's right that's right because all sorts of horrors might be hidden they in come them. with a
1: little bit of danger quests in general um,
0: S- the strings of binah are attached
1: <laughs> yep. there's a there's another golden apple story uh atalanta
0: yeah uh, the she was refusing
1: all suitors and sh- she was very fast a swift runner and said that she would only marry someone who could beat her in a foot race. So uh, a guy suitor named, I think, Melanion, he was given a golden apple again by Aphrodite. To distract her with during the foot race, so he tossed out these golden apples, and when she stopped to pick them up, he zoomed on
0: by and, right. uh, and won the race. And that's how he won. <laughs> that's a very mercurial story. Yeah, <laughs> trickster. <laughs> yes. Yeah. A little bit and of a speed trick. and racing and games. Yeah. Yeah, and also, of course, the apple of Eve. So I guess there's a yeah, sort of There's
1: an, a, there are a lot. Even in Norse mythology, there, there, I think. Baldur's if you, golden apples. If you look yeah. up all these. Oh, apples of Freya. Uh, golden yeah, apples the, of Freya. There's, there's magical enchanted gardens guarded by dragons and the prize is golden apple. There's all, all sorts of tales where the apple, the golden apple is a prize, you, you know.
0: And I think there's a specific connection with women with the apple because, of, you know, five is a number of Venus, five is the number of the apple, yeah, the petals and the, the, apple of and the seeds. And, yeah. I guess we just can't refuse an apple. Right.
1: <laughs> but basically everything that's rising from the cups, they're all in one way or another symbols of abundance. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and gifts. And you have
0: the black egg.
1: Yeah, so black is the color of the queen scale for Bina and there's the the egg symbolism again is the enclosure like like we were talking about the walled garden, the enclosure, the container, the grail. Um as Isn't well as the a- egg that from which all things issue. Yeah,
0: but there's a Tattvic yes, thing about the, the indigo egg, egg yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, the black
1: egg of spirit, where yeah. all things arise from the creation of the universe, which brings a little bit of, you know, Bina Saturn universe mm-hmm. to mind.
0: Mm-hmm, Um Akashic egg. Yeah, Akashic egg. That's the right term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have, this looks to me like it has to be a reference to the Rider-Waite-Smith chariot down here.
1: Yeah, so down at the bottom in the position where the dark moon would be, there's a shield with that axle and wheel thingy on it. That's a Lingam Yoni reference. And then, um. And that is, that appears that, on that the Rider Waite Smith. on the Rider weight Smith chariot, which Pamela actually got that because it originally came from, uh, Eliphas Levi's version. So it originated, I think, there. And she then got it from, from his card and put it on her card. Uh, Mm -hmm. So that's a a direct chariot reference. the The idea of the the canopy over it, you'll see this this kind of like blue canopy over it, just like you see in many chariot cards, Mm -hmm. the blue canopy of Binah. And you've got a winged disk with the winged disk of um. You know, when I see a winged disk, I often think of Hadith, and that's a a secret secret seed reference again, more seed, Mm -hmm. more seed symbolism, as well as a as a Keter Binah reference you know
0: it's interesting i always enjoy seeing when you include a little rider wade smith reference in your deck because there aren't a ton of them but when you see them they're exact (laughs) like you got the uh tower on the five of wands right Yeah. yeah yeah yeah
1: there's that idea too of um you know the lingam and the yoni are combined to form the third thing that that wing disc flying out of it, you could think of it that mm-hmm. way as
0: well. Looks kind of like a dreidel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or a wheel, an axle and a wheel. Mm, that's true, is too. Which another mercurial kind of concept in a way.
0: Or a Bina-Saturn yep. thing. What about the Lotus?
1: Well, the Lotus is just... Often seen in most of the cups card, yeah, you know we get
0: roses and wands and discs, and we yeah. get lotuses it's a, it's and a water symbol cups symbol and swords.
1: Mm-hmm. regeneration from the waters,
0: mm-hmm it's lunar,
1: life and death again hmm. something mm-hmm. arising from the from the mud.
0: Mm -hmm. so just to pick out what comes from what card we got the hands from the um magus oh and that also reminds me the fact the hands from the magus reminds me you know of the hermit a little bit because yod is associated with the hermit his hand is related to the magus because the magus mercury mercury.
1: yep Mm -hmm. and the the cups are specifically the cup from that the magus card and the cups have the three serpents intertwined and again it's that idea of threes you could look at you know maiden mother crone or any of those threefold processes
0: and serpents in a uh like mercurial caduceus kind of symbolism yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, from the chariot we have the moon imagery
1: yep we have mm-hmm. the the lunar imagery as well as the Dradle, as you called it, the on the shield and the, the blue canopy um, kind of enclosing
0: it, right? And also, you know, on the chariot card itself, um, your chariot card. I love the way the the wave forms a canopy over his head. Yeah, yeah. it's like
1: the he's in the pipeline, and that's the enclosure, the yeah. enclosing
0: wave, mm-hmm. a wave of a wall of water, or a fence of water. I like the idea that it's a you know the the surfer's term of the pipeline because that. I always think that there is sort of like a shoot from Binah to Givura, you know, there's a, just a directness about that connection. Birth inevitability. (laughs) Yeah, the inevitability of birth or of water traveling. Down from the source uh, to its destination. So, the colors in the card, we mentioned
1: the black of the Queen Scale of Bina. Mm-hmm. And then we've got the colors from the Chariot card, which are all those crabby colors um, <laughs> amber, maroon, russet, and dark greenish brown. And they're also colors uh, dark greenish brown makes me think of, you know, water with mud in it, you know, fertile, fertile mm-hmm. water. Mm-hmm. Um, the ambers and maroons are just beautiful, harvesty harvesty tones. Then we've got the colors of mercury, the yellows, the purples, the grays, and indigo rayed violet. Right. Which you see in the water. The water is an indigo color with oh, the waves, are uh, little violet uh, yeah. ripples.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you have an indigo sea anywhere else in the deck?
1: I'm sure I do.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of um you have a blue black sea in the 8 of cups indigo or black it's the sea of bina mhm mhm
1: mostly in this one though this mm-hmm. is the, this is probably yeah. the the yeah. blackest most indigo sea of them all
0: mm-hmm. it's inky all right any uh practical applications
1: it seems rather obvious but this is a card that comes up for a lot of good things like multiples of good things being, yeah being on offer
0: yeah it's true i i literally got this card for just exactly what you expect like eating with women friends <laughs> i mean uh here's one where i had fried chicken here's one where i had fried rice <laughs> there was a my sister's best friend through a dinner for her 10-year celebration um that's their celebration yeah yeah the themes of
1: Food's often part of celebrations of all
0: kinds. I think so. I think partly just because, you know, it's a food card for me, just because I come from a writer Wade Smith background, and that's really a feasting card. I got it the day that you all came here for the first time and we ate duck. Actually. There's food in all three of these cards. Yeah. Oh, that's true. There's yeah, the, that's uh, true. The
1: pumpkins and other fruits in the mm-hmm. Smith card, the pomegranates.
0: And apples in
1: yours. And the yeah. pomegranate cups in the Thoth card. Yeah. And wheat.
0: And wheat. Mm-hmm. I took my son to eat steak fruit for the first time. Oh, and yeah, I have one where I took Zoe to the bulb show at Smith with the flowers everywhere. and Seems appropriate. Seems appropriate. Oh, and the day do you remember I wrote like there was one time last summer where I uh finally got round to writing that post on goddesses and girdles. Oh yeah. <laughs> I got this card that that day oh, too. That's awesome. <laughs> that was way back with what card was that associated with? I don't remember. We had just started. It's probably had something to do with the Empress or something like that. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. And oh that's right, the binding of Aphrodite and what she was wearing and the power the golden girdle, girdle the, the weapon the, of the, Aphrodite, the, the, yeah, the yeah. belt of um, Venus with the zodiac on it, and right? All that. <laughs> all right. Well, I think we got it. So, what have we talked about? Uh, we've talked about, well, abundance, uh, the trials and travels of Demeter and Persephone, the idea of portals and enclosures and.
1: Walled gardens and containers of all kinds. Eggs and seeds.
0: (laughs) The will or word of Mercury on the Sea of Binah.
1: The exaltation of Jupiter. Vulture goddesses. (laughs)
0: Insects. (laughs) Meals and gatherings. Enjoying but not trusting in sense pleasure. That's true. Forbidden fruits, pomegranates and apples. Even pumpkins, like we see on the uh, Rider-Waite one. You know, the pumpkin is a metaphor of plenty, but also it's a jack-o'-lantern to scare you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, more life and death. Yeah. Mercury in his role as guide of the
0: soul. And entertainer and master of games. Oh, the threefold nature of women, of the feminine.
1: The three fates that spin the thread of life and decide how long it will be and when to cut it.
0: The Three Graces and the Nine Muses. All right. I think we got it. Okay. Well, thank you f- for enjoying the abundance of the Three of Cups with us. And join us next week when we move on to luxury or blended pleasure, the Four of Cups. And that's our show for today. You can find us, as always, at our online home www.patreon.com slash fortunes wheelhouse. But there are also a number of other places you can find me and Mel on the internet. All of Mel's books and decks can be found at www.tarotcart.com. Dot com. So that's your first stop if you want to find anything related to the Rosetta Tarot or the Tabula Mundi Tarot. She's also just started selling signed and matted prints of the Tabula Mundi cards there. So now you can fill all your sacred spaces with beautiful tarot art. As for me, my forthcoming book, Tarot Correspondences, Ancient Secrets for Everyday Readers, is available for pre-order online at Amazon Book Depository and more. Just search for tarot correspondences, T. Susan Chang, something like that. I also have a shop on Etsy where I sell the one and only trademarked Arcana case in lavish silks, brocades, and esoteric prints. And I also have my Zodiac perfumes there. So you can pick up a bottle of the Mystic Sea for your favorite Pisces, or the cool yet electric Aquarius perfume, which I call Streams of Stars. All of that is at www.etsy.com. Slash shop slash tarotista. And if you'd like a Fortune's Wheelhouse t shirt or tote bag or mug, we have those too. They are at our Red Bubble shop, redbubble.com slash people slash wheelhouse ninety three slash shop. And for those of you who have been our listeners for a while, thank you. You are the reason we do this. If you're loving Fortune's Wheelhouse and the fantastically geeky world of tarot we bring you each week, would you do something for us in return? Leave us a rating or review on iTunes. It's especially easy if you have an iPad or iPhone. Just search for Fortune's Wheelhouse in the podcast app, and when you see us, tap on our groovy purple album art with the Wheel of Fortune on it. It'll take you right to a page where you'll see a reviews tab, and there you can drop us some stars or leave us a sentence or two, whatever you feel inspired to do. And if you just want to talk tarot, well, you can find me, Susie, on practically every Facebook tarot group there is, under the name T. Susan Chang. Thanks for listening. We always love hearing from all you heroes of the astral plane, and we so appreciate your support.